Understanding Corporate Sustainability, brought to you by Assemble You. It's time to work on you. So sit back and listen to practical, actionable advice to accelerate your progress. You will have heard the word sustainability in many contexts, but it's specifically corporate sustainability that we're focusing on today. We're looking at sustainability and its connection to companies and organizations. This track will examine what corporate sustainability is and explain why it's so important. It'll give you the information you need to implement sustainable practices, rules, and frameworks in your corporate environment. Let's get started. Corporate sustainability concerns corporations delivering goods and services in a sustainable manner. If we dissect the phrase even further, it relates to a corporation's ability to maintain the environment around them. Some corporations take this one step further by improving the surrounding environment, but most businesses don't run before they can walk. It's important to note that corporate sustainability is not only concerned with the environment. Environmental concerns are one of the factors in deciding whether a corporation is sustainable, but social and economic considerations are undoubtedly relevant here too. The concept of corporate sustainability arose as a result of the devastating impact that corporations have on the climate. For example, the seminal 2017 Carbon Majors Report found that 50 fossil fuel companies account for half of global industrial greenhouse gas emissions. Greenhouse gases, also known as GHGs, are gases in the Earth's atmosphere that trap heat. They act like the glass walls of a greenhouse. Carbon dioxide, methane and nitrous oxide force our atmosphere to retain heat, which contributes to global warming. Global warming has a catastrophic impact on our planet. It increases the risks of droughts, floods and threats to the animal kingdom. In 2017, air pollution emitted from large industrial sites in Europe is estimated to have cost society between 277 and 433 billion euros. A 2010 report for the UN found the world's top 3,000 firms caused $2.2 trillion of environmental damage. In 2019, the UK government set a target to bring all greenhouse gas emissions to net zero by 2050. This plan set Britain at the centre of a social transformation. It is the first major economy in the world to pass laws to eliminate its contribution to global warming by 2050. Growing concerns over the impact of corporate sustainability have spread throughout the nation. And now, more people than ever are using their buying power for good. According to Simon Kutcher and Partners, 33% of British consumers are willing to pay more for sustainable goods and services. Corporate sustainability is much more than just an ethical dilemma. In our modern world, corporate sustainability is a linchpin of financial success. According to a study by YouGov, Gen Z individuals in the UK are 1.4 times as likely to pay a premium for eco-friendly products. Given that these same individuals are expected to share 39% of the total retail spend in the UK with millennials by 2030, can you afford to ignore the importance of corporate sustainability? Even just looking at spending power, there's a clear business case for sustainability. To understand corporate sustainability, 
you need to know about the three pillars, environment, social, and economic. In informal contexts, the pillars might also be referred to as people, planet, purpose, and profits. Let's look at each pillar, as well as a few examples. It's no surprise that the environment pillar is often the big news. Anyone who is in the corporate sphere will have heard of the concerns around the environment. It's one of the biggest facets of ethical corporate life. Businesses can be environmentally sustainable in many ways, including reducing packaging, sourcing sustainable materials, and implementing water efficiency rules at work. The downside of the environmental pillar is that it's difficult to quantify. Very few companies have transparent supply chains, which means that a lot of information is lost along the way. Company A might create far more carbon dioxide emissions than Company B, but A may not disclose information that would alert consumers to this information. Zero Carbon Business, a platform for advice on net zero for small and medium enterprises, explains, most businesses are not required by law to lower carbon emissions, though some must measure and report them. As most disclosures are voluntary, the data around companies' environmental impacts is often inconsistent. And most importantly, there's not necessarily a legal obligation to change their practices. The second pillar is the social pillar. This pillar is very closely tied to the social license to operate, SLO, which is the ongoing acceptance of a company or industry standard business practices and operating procedures by its employees, stakeholders and the general public. In simple terms, this intangible license is the perception of a business through the eyes of the people who come into contact with it. The social license to operate begins with a company and also evolves with it. Ultimately, the social pillar relies on support from employees, stakeholders and people in the community. A business can improve and uphold its social pillar by paying employees fair wages, communicating with shareholders and giving back to its local area. Some businesses struggle with the wider impact of the social license to operate. Supply chains are a notorious problem for both big and small companies. As we mentioned before, many companies struggle to create transparent supply chains. Corporate leaders who are interested in strengthening their social pillar might ask questions like, is there child labour involved in our supply chain? Do we pay people a fair wage? What does our diversity, equity and inclusion policy look like? What impact do we have on communities where our factories are located? In 2017, over 300 Cambodian workers in four factories fainted over three days, having reported feeling exhausted and hungry. The factory supplied sports clothing giants Nike, Puma, Asics and VF Corporation. The women who collapsed reported working 10-hour days, six days a week, in temperatures over 37 degrees. This is just one prominent example of practices being unsustainable and the social pillar being undermined. The last pillar is the economic pillar. This pillar is concerned with profit, something that most, if not all businesses, are already focused on. Governance, compliance and risk management are also important parts of this pillar. There are lots of ways that leaders can become strong forces for economic good in their companies. They can appoint finance directors that focus on transparent, clear accounting methods, and they can reject donations and investments from parties that have harmful or criminal interests. Transparency UK 
which plays a leading role in tackling corruption in the UK, says, Business integrity is central to fulfilling a development mandate and should not only be a matter of compliance. The annual costs of international corruption is estimated to amount to a staggering $3.6 trillion in the form of bribes and stolen money. And £100 billion of dirty money passes through UK systems and services every year. Now that you understand the key facets of corporate sustainability, let's look at the advantages and disadvantages. Corporate sustainability is an ethical, morally justifiable choice. There is evidence that businesses are responsible for harm due to poor economic, environmental and social policies. So it's only right that modern, forward-thinking business people enact change in their organisations. Of course, corporate decision-makers also have to think about their public image. A lot of consumers love conscientious brands, and the number is set to increase. By introducing community outreach and inclusion programmes, employee volunteer days and transparent supply chain information, corporations can improve their public image and even boost employee morale and job satisfaction. Corporate sustainability does come with its downsides, but mainly for the corporation itself. Small businesses are hit hard by the pressure to conform to the three pillars, and they often don't have the budget to invest in things like public image, community outreach and higher salaries. Corporate leaders can also encounter barriers from stakeholders. It can be difficult to balance the needs of multiple people at once, and it becomes even more difficult when stakeholders are involved. Economic, social and environmental sustainability might sound like a great idea, but it might not be realistic for every organisation. Another consideration is the risks associated with greenwashing, which is the process of conveying a false impression or misleading information about how a company's products are environmentally sound. There may be a tendency to want to fast-track sustainability or overshadow harmful practices with a list of positive achievements. Due to the nature of greenwashing, comparisons aren't necessarily accurate. It's essential to be vigilant when it comes to quantifying the corporate sustainability of other organisations. What's important is what you do. You have the power to enact real change in your organisation. The idea of transforming your business might seem daunting, and it certainly won't happen overnight, but you can start today. Here are a few questions for you to ask yourself as a means to get started. Does my business have a transparent supply chain? If you're unsure, a transparent supply chain is a representation of how you source each part of your product or service. To create a transparent supply chain, you must present clear, evidence-backed information for each link in the chain. Is my company present in the community? If locals are unaware of your company or the positive steps you take to engage with them, you have a long way to go. You could host meetings with community leaders to discuss the problems that locals are facing. What does your company do to prioritise employee well-being? Do workers have access to training opportunities and adequate resources to do their jobs safely and effectively? Do you encourage periods of quality rest and recuperation? What is your sickness absence policy? Sustainability is a huge topic and can understandably feel overwhelming at first. By focusing on the basic principles and learning what steps you can take to make changes, you can become a champion for all things sustainable. <laughs>